What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the UI Buzz podcast. I'm your host, as always, Peter Widom. You can find this podcast and myself at peterwidom.com. In this episode, I am going to be talking a bit more about Unreal Engine. I've been having some fun this week with game save instances, and we're going to be talking about the blueprints there and why it's important. Now, let's get this clear, right? Not every game you make needs to have some kind of state, per, uh, persistent state saved to disk, but likelihood is that you probably are, right? It's pretty rare, I think, to find some kind of game that doesn't need to store something persistently these days, whether it's in the cloud or locally or, or whatever. In this particular case, I'm, I'm talking about local, but kind of the same ideas apply here. The first thing to get out of the way here is, as I've said before, I'm learning Unreal Engine. So I am by no means an expert. So take what I say here with a grain of salt. This is what's worked for me. I have tried my best to discover and follow best practices as I've been learning this. And so hopefully the advice I have here and the knowledge I'm going to pass on is at least good enough to get you started. I recommend, as always, you do your own homework. That is really the best way to go to, to make sure these things are going to work for you. So what is the, the game say blueprint? Well, it takes a lot of the pain out of things. Now, as previously, I'm going to compare my experiences with Unity because I'm porting my game from Unity to Unreal Engine, and I'm basing that on, on what I know there, right? But also what I know on other languages. So, for example... In my case, uh, Swift is a, a big one for me, as you know. If you've been following my other podcasts, uh, like the Compile Swift podcast. The Game Save Blueprint takes away a lot of the pain, is, is really the best way I can put this. It has built into it, under the hood, things you do not need to worry about. Now, once you create a blueprint for your Game Save, you just need to make sure that your game is actually going to use that, right? So... You know, you're going to get one out of the box and you're going to set it up and it's ready to go. But it's not going to do anything for you. Now, the reason being is, of course, you've got to set it up. It doesn't know what to save or load. So let's talk about this. And in, I'm going to do this in the context of the way I've done it. Another blueprint I'm using that we'll talk about at some point is the game instance. So my game instance has all of the data that my game needs. In this case, a whole bunch of variables, right? Let's let's keep this real simple, though, right? Let's say you have a score variable, and at the beginning of the game, it starts off as zero, okay? That's there in your game instance. You may have it on your, your player blueprint. That That's fine, but I've got mine on my game instance since that's universally controlled in one location, and I can access it from anywhere. So that's kind of my tip. So I've got this variable that's called game score, and it's an integer of zero, right? But I've done something in the game, and I'm rather awesome at it, so now I've got a score of 10. And I need to save persist that data so that when I load the game up next time, it knows that I've got a score of 10 and can continue from there. So two things need to happen. First of all, I need to save that data at some point, and then, of course, when I start my game again, when I load it up, I need to load that data. That is where the game save uh, blueprint comes into play because it's going to take all of that pain away for you once you've got a few things set up. So what's some of the pain it's going to take away? Well, if you are familiar with other languages or other game engines like Unity, for example, 
you have to do a whole bunch of stuff where you've got to write some code or some visual coding practice where you're going to set up, you're going to need to find a location to store that information. You're going to need to have permission to access that location to store it and to read it back. And that can vary depending on the platform as well. These are all things that you, you have to work through and write a whole bunch of code for. With the game save instance, it's going to do all of that for you. It just works out of the box is the best way I can describe it. I was very pleasantly surprised. So just by it being there and my game knowing to use that blueprint, it does all of that for me. It knows where to put the data. It's going to put the data there. It's going to read it back. And I don't have to do anything else. It's going to be an empty set of data right now, but it takes care of the pain of getting the file permissions and, and everything else, knowing the location, which will be different depending on the platform. From there, we just need to give it the data to, to save and load. So the way I've done it is this, right? Remember I said in my game instance, I've got a game score variable, which is an integer of 10. In my blueprint for the game save, I set up the very same thing. For me, it makes a lot more sense in my head and my brain to keep track of these things if I match them up. So in my game save blueprint, I create a variable called game score. I set it with the value of zero as an integer because it's going to have that data coming in, right? And also that way I can set up the default when I need to save the data for the first time because there won't be a saved data file the first time you run it, okay? We'll get into that in a little bit. But that's that way my game instance... And my save data instance, or, or my blueprint, I should say, has matching variables. And it's very easier to, easy to just marry these things up. Why do you want to do it that way? Well, simply because it's not a good idea to keep, you know, you're not, you don't want to use your game save uh, instance, your blueprint, as your model for your game. It, it's, it's not really a, you know, it's not a good idea, right? Put it in your game instance and send it and receive it from the game save as appropriate because you don't know that that game save instance is always going to be available and you certainly shouldn't go changing the data in there directly, right? For those of you who do this kind of thing in other programming languages, think of it as, as again, like your model view controller, right? You don't want to be tapping into your model directly. You want something in between that handles that for you. So, you know, this is our persistent model and we can think of our game save, uh, sorry, our game instance as kind of that, that intermediary zone to use there, right? So how does this work? Well, we need to create a reference to our game save object. And that's why I'm saying, you know, don't assume it's always going to be there. Once you've got that on your blueprint, you can now access those variables so what I do is when I need to save data, I get a reference, right? I cast to my game save uh, blueprint and I get the variable in this case, game score. And I say, okay, set the value of that game score variable in my blueprint for my save data to the value that I'm going to get from my game instance and save it. I know it's that simple, right? It, it really is. Um, there's very few steps involved here. And thanks to the visual system, if you're doing it that way in Unreal, 
you know, just drag out that line and it's going to give you the appropriate blocks, right? But the steps are that simple. Create uh, an, an instance of the object for your game save, populate its variables, tell it to save it. That That's how straightforward it is. To load it, you do the reverse, right? So you, again, create a reference to your game save object, right? Create your game save object, load that data, and then once you've loaded that data, you're going to have access to those variables. So in this case, I'm going to say, okay, I need a reference to my game save, uh, sorry, my game instance. And I'm going to say, set the variable in the game instance of game score to the value that I have just loaded of the variable game score in my save data instance. Think about that for a second, but it makes sense. And once you see this laid out on the screen, it's very straightforward, very simple, and it'll make beautiful sense to you, trust me. Uh, that's it. At that point, you've loaded the data, if it exists, that is, right? You are going to want to put in there some branching to say, look, if the game save file exists, go get it, load the data, pass that data off to my game instance, I'm done. I'm set up and I'm running. So you may want to do this you know, depending on your game, I would recommend doing this when your game starts up, obviously, right? And uh, as far as saving data, that's going to be appropriate to whenever you think it's appropriate. But that's really the mechanism here, is whether you are loading or saving, you're going to use your, your saved, your game save instance to do that. And you're either going to, you know, get the values from your game instance or set the values in your game instance and that's how it works just think of it as the vehicle to to you know pull those ver that data those variable values from the persistent storage however that may look for you right just think of your saved data uh, blueprint as being that and it's going to hand it off to your game instance and your game instance is going to use it as it always has right that's how straightforward it is now, you may be thinking, yeah, but what about things like, you know, making it difficult for people to hack the save file? Well, that's okay. Guess what? You know, it's going to be, uh, at least in my experience, encrypted by default. And so you don't have to worry that it's like a JSON file or a text file, plain text, and things like that. So when you load it up, you know, not to say that it's impossible, but I'm sure folks can do it, but it's going to look like a bunch of you know, garbage text on the screen for them, right? Uh, for the most part, for any player. So you have that same level of protection out of the box that you would in, say, Unity, where you encrypt encrypted or something like that, right? So that's really sort of a quick overview of how it works. Like I say, you will want to put branching in place. So you would want to say, look, if my game save file doesn't exist, create one, Right? So this is the way it goes for my game. When I first load up the game, I look, is there a saved game file? No. Okay, I'm going to create one with the empty default values, so it's there for the future. You don't have to do it that way, but I think that's a good plan, because then you know that you've got a game save file to reference in the future. If it does already exist, it's just going to load it up, get those values, hand them off to your game instance, and away you go. And then in reverse, when your game instance needs to, you know, you need to save that data and you go get that data, 
uh, that file will already exist on on the persistent storage to say, okay, go ahead and you know populate that file with these values that I'm going to give you. And that's that's how I have mine set up so that it's already there. The first time you run the game, it's going to create that game save file with whatever those default values look like. Depending on how you do it, you could use that in the future as a, you know, maybe a potential reset as well or something like that. But that's how I do it. Now, there is one crucial thing here. Anytime you are referencing that that game save object, you absolutely have to make sure you're using the same name, right? So, for example, you might call it game data so that the file will be called game data because if you don't try and load and save the same file, then obviously you're going to hit problems, right? You could have multiple files, of course, right? You'll see this. You know how in some games they have automatic saves and you see files listed as like, you know, some t- date time stamp 10, 10 minutes apart. That's how they do it. They use the different names for each of these saves. And that may be something you want to employ, but you need to make sure that when you're saving and loading, like the latest, uh, that it's got the same name, right? Same reference name. Otherwise, you, you're going to hit problems. I hope this makes sense. There, I'm definitely thinking some videos are in need here, and I'm, I'm looking at ways to say, okay, how can I break this down into sensible videos on my YouTube channel? Um, and you can go to YouTube and search for Peter Widom, and, and you'll find me there. Let me know, though. Reach out to me, right, um, at UIBuzz on Twitter, or go to PeterWidom.com. Uh, there's a contact form there. If you would like to see videos on these to better explain it and help it make sense, because, uh, of course, talking code in just audible form it's not that easy to visualize for me at least right so i I fully appreciate that but once i see it on the screen it's like okay that totally clicks in my head so if this is something you think you'd like to see let me know and i'll i'll happily put uh, some kind of series of videos together to explain these things better in in context that's all i got for you folks if this has been helpful you know what to do right tell some friends about it or leave a review or a rating. I would greatly appreciate it as I try to grow this podcast. I I really want to share this information with folks, but I also need to know that I'm putting the right thing out there for you all. So please, that's my way of knowing whether I'm doing the right thing here. That's it. I will speak to you in the next episode.